This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's my show and the Bulldog. I have a leg injury and a foot injury right a now. A leg and a foot. Are they on the same side of my body? Side of your body? Yes. yes. Okay. Left. What happened to you? I got stung by a bee. And then I think I got stung by another bee. Oh, come on. I think I did. Well, when did this happen? Last night. Last night? Last night. Who knew? It's Mike Shope. Huh. Just never thought about getting stung by a bee at night. I don't know. But there would still be bees at night. I guess. Not to sound like the flat earth thing. Right. There would, I, well, the bees just don't disappear when it gets dark. Okay. But I've never seen one at night. Well, it's dark. And the bulldog. Maybe they would not be out at night, but you disturbed it, so it came out and said, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, they weren't expecting I, I'm me. In here, I'm in here trying to watch the Vietnam War on PBS, <laughs> and you're, you're, what are you doing sitting down in the chair? It's, uh, this is my time. You are not supposed to. <laughs> right. This is our time. <laughs> right? That's what the B said. Right. So, For, On but, behalf of the other Bs. On WGR Sports Radio 550. So very happy to have you on for the ride with me this afternoon. Us, me and Zach Jones. Mike Shope has the day off today. A super fun Sabres win over Tampa last night. And another game straight ahead of us tonight in Florida as the Sabres will take on the Panthers pregame. And our Paul Hamilton will join me then. Starts at 6 p.m. getting you ready for face-off just a little bit after 7. With the Sabres and the NHL in mind, we're very happy to welcome Back to the show on the Western Hotline, one of the finest NHL analysts in the business, NHL Network's Mike Kelly. Mike, good afternoon. It's Chris in Buffalo. How are things? Hey, Chris. I'm doing great. Thank you, and uh, very nice of you to say. I appreciate that. Sure. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big fan. Like you, you know, I, I, I watch NHL Network a lot. When you're on, nothing against all your coworkers, I pay extra special attention. Uh, <laughs> so don't, don't, don't tell Kevin Weeks I said that. Um, <laughs> problems. So I, it strikes me as, as we're, you know, I'm getting ready to, to, to have you on that, you know, we, we've done this, you know, I don't know, a half a dozen times or maybe more than that over the the few years once we you know got to know your work and became you know fans of your work this i think is the first time we've ever talked to you when the sabers are good he said question mark with his voice trailing <laughs> oh it's great it's great what do I, what, I remember talking to you guys what i always would say is like okay so yeah this is bad this is bad this is bad it's all bad and uh thanks for having me and man i love sports fans in buffalo i hope you guys get a winner soon you deserve it so much um and now you got a good team and an exciting team and a team that scores a ton. So it's a little high event both ways, and that's a work in progress. You know, they, they've been known to give up some goals and some chances. Um, but what a fun team. Great young players. They've kind of turned that page, and they're in the conversation now for a playoff spot, and they're only going to get better as, as the next couple of years go by as well. So uh, they will be a playoff team uh, over the next few years and probably a consistent one. So this is, this is great to see. 
I think it's really important for all of us, uh, media fans alike, to remember th- that like it, it is just sort of starting. You know, like the, the, the problem I think a lot of fans face is, you know, the, it's been a drought. I mean, this team has not been in the playoffs since 2013. I mean, it, it's just it's just been it's been for, for, forever. Um, uh, so, excuse me, no, wrong year, 2011, I think. I'm sorry, I'm botching this. It's been forever, Mike. And mm-hmm. so we want it to end, and they've got to look at it here. But I talked some about this yesterday. Like, I feel like this season, with the growth you've seen in – I don't know, pick any one of like a half a dozen guys, Thompson, Darlene, Owen Power, Dylan Cousins. Um, you notice I won't mention the goalie's name, although Lukanen, I guess, has been something of a story, at least playing a lot of minutes. Um, but it, it's just beginning, and the season already feels like it's been a success because of that development. Now it just feels like you'd like to see them close the deal and actually end this playoff drought. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, and, you know, expectations, if you're a fan, are everything, right? Like, so I, I grew up in the Ottawa area. I have a lot of friends and family still there. And my, my friends who were Sens fans came into the season so optimistic. thinking, hey, we're going to make the playoffs. It's a really good team. And, and, and you know what? They're probably not going to make the playoffs. And some of them are disappointed. But I told them at the start of the year, they missed by like 30 points last season. To make that up in a year would be astounding. Don't expect the playoffs. Expect growth and development. And there has been that. And so, you know, Buffalo is a, a bit of a similar story, I think, where you've got all this great young talent and, you know, Rasmus Dahlin, he's been good before, but like he, he's in a Norris trophy conversation. Good this year. Tage Thompson, he was good last year. I mean, he's taken it up another notch this year. Um, Skinner's playing well. Tucks, you, you mentioned it. There's half a dozen guys you go through. Um, you know, Middlestat's been good lately. Jack Quinn. So, that's the way I would look at it. Of course, if you can get in the playoffs, you're so stoked as a fan. It'd be great. And because they're so offensively gifted, I mean, you just never know what you'd get in any given game. But um, I, I wouldn't view it at all as a failure if they don't get in this year because the growth has been so, so good. You know, Thompson is, you know, size-wise at the top of a lot of lists. And for conversation about this team and the breakthrough that they've had this year, he almost has to be the centerpiece, maybe co-centerpiece with Darlene. But on Thompson, Mike, like last year was a breakthrough year. 38 goals, we saw the big shot, and all through the season, uh, Don Granado, his head coach, who should get a ton of credit, for the way mm-hmm. he's worked with Thompson, just the move to center alone um, was seemed like a, a, a kind of a long shot, and it, it obviously was a, was a great decision. But last year, as Thompson was having, you know, this breakthrough year, Granado would say, "What do you hear a lot of coaches say about young players? Oh, he doesn't even know how good he can be yet. There's more there." And you know, for some of us, that stuff can sound a little bit like an eye roll. Um, and here we are this year, and it's not just this great shot, right? There's 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 a lot of other things that are happening. Like, wh- what can you tell us about just Thompson and the development and the ceiling that he seems to be smashing through? Yeah, I think you touched on a really important part for especially, you know, really, really good young players is uh, continuously evolving your game and getting better. And he's not just a big shot. He's not even just a goal scorer anymore. I mean, the the playmaking ability that he has with his hands and his reach. Yeah, how many great assists have we seen him pick up where he's dangling through a couple guys, reaching around a guy, sliding it over to a teammate. Um, he's really 
learned how to use his body effectively. And, you know, the shot's a great thing. So I was looking at this the other day. You know, his one-timer, it's awesome, right, from that left circle. The, the other volume guys in terms of one-timers that you'd think of, O.V., Stamkos, Pasternak, um, you put Tage Thompson in, or even Austin Matthews. Thompson doesn't shoot that one-timer quite as much as those guys. He puts it on net at a ridiculously high rate, and he's scoring on about a quarter of them, 25%-ish, uh, which is astounding. And he also, you know, he shoots it harder than anyone. He, he gets it over 100 miles an hour, um, you know, multiple times during the year. And uh, so that, that alone is great. And that's, you're going to see goals every year as a result of that by itself. But being able to be the great playmaker that he is now as well uh, is just another cherry on top. And, like, I'll use Connor McDavid as an example. What could Connor McDavid possibly do any better, right, coming into this year? Um, he's the best player in the world. And if you notice, you know, his goals this year, he's going to set a career high, and he already has, I think, uh, but he'll get over 50, and he might come close to 60. And when he's skating the puck in off the rush, which is what he's always done so well, you see him now shooting it through guys, shooting it through traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see him pass a lot more on two-on-ones, he's shooting it more on two-on-ones and scoring. So there's another element to it that can hurt teams, right? Tage is doing the same thing, and he'll continue to do the same thing. So how can I find new ways to beat my opponents you know earlier this year one of the one of the one of the first times you know we were of course on on the ride with the with the football season and the bills here mike um but i i remember around the holidays mike and i we did we did a show and it stands out to me because we did a, a did a show out on a remote and we haven't done a lot of that since um you know since 2020 and so we were out and we wanted to start the show like M- mike's idea was I don't feel like we're talking enough about Thompson. And so we started just riffing on Thompson. And at one point, he, Mike said, you know, we're trying to find comparables. And Mike mentions Mario Lemieux. And my instinct, my first instinct was to like, oh, my God, we have to back out of that. We cannot possibly <laughs> put our names on this guy reminds us or you of Mario Lemieux because, oh, my gosh, right? And then, I don't know, was it you or someone else on NHL Network maybe a week later? made the same comparison and i'm like okay maybe it's okay i don't have to whisper (laughs) like because you i've been saying it a lot he's a unicorn in the history of the sport at his size there just has never been a player like him i mean there have been six foot six six foot seven guys pronger tyler myers but you know their defensemen or john scott you're talking about enforcers to have a superstar scoring center at that size is just like I said, he's he's a unicorn. Yeah, you're right, and you know, I think Mario is what six four. Um, yeah. So if you want to talk about big guys with with great skill, all that, like yeah, Mario is a big guy too. But you're you're being literal about his height six six. I think Thompson is right. Mm-hmm. Um, no, there hasn't been anyone like that, uh, that that's doing what he's doing, and that's you don't say that often when you're a hundred plus years into a league. And you know, it's funny you bring that up. I, I hadn't heard that, but. Uh, I did say that on the NHL network uh, a couple months ago, whenever it was. And I built this package showing Thompson and using the reach and using um, his size to, you know, protect the puck, all that, all that big body Mario S stuff. And so I had this all built and ready to do it on the show that I was doing that night. And Mike Rupp was on the, the show before me. So I'm sitting there, you know, in the makeup room, whatever it was watching the show. And I heard Rupper just say, you know, he, he's kind of got Mario qualities to him. And I was like, same thing. I was like, whew, I'm not the only one that's going to say this. So, because uh, it does sound crazy. But, right. look, he's not, he's not Mario. But when you talk about some of the elements that he has of what he can do with his size, 
Um, I mean, man, just pull up Mario on YouTube and watch some of Tage Thompson's best, and you'll see it. Mike Kelly, NHL Network Analyst on the Western Hotline here on WGR. So, Darlene, um, if we had talked, well, maybe by this time last year, the corner had kind of turned and maybe the light was fully illuminated uh, for Darlene. It felt like the All-Star game last season was maybe like a moment for him where he came back just sort of full of confidence and, and he really started to turn. But early last year, I can remember – seeing a list of the of like the top 30 defensemen in the league and Darlene's name wasn't even on it. I mean, just, you know, one list, whatever, but it, it felt like it really wasn't on track. He was, you know, a good player, but not the impactful all over the ice player he's turned into. And I mean, I guess it's another lesson in being patient with 18 year old guys who go number one overall, because he's turned into Someone who certainly looks like a Norris Trophy will be in his future, whether whether it's this year, you know, Carlson scoring 120 points or whatever he's doing. Maybe it won't be this year, but Darlene, I think, has worked his way into that conversation for sure. Yeah, no question. And I'd have him top five this year for sure. Um, he'd probably be on the bubble top three for me, but I think it's Carlson's at this point. Um, we'll see what happens, but. Um, uh, I agree, and I, I wonder how much of it is like you're in the market. I'm not. I, I really wonder how much of it is confidence because, you know, before the coaching change, I, I watched this guy play, and you watch him in the defensive zone, and he, he he either wasn't sure of what he should be doing or he was doing what he was supposed to do, but what he was supposed to do was just not it. Um, it, it was messy, and it was messy for the team. But yeah. I'm like, man, that's not who this player is. Like this, this is hard to watch sometimes. Um, and you watch him now full of confidence, right? Making plays in tight spaces. There's no one behind him. He'll still try to stick handle a guy. It's fine. Um, such a great puck mover, such great offensive instincts. And yeah, we're watching him turn into one of the better defensemen in the NHL. And, and you know what? Like maybe, maybe I'm guilty of this, but you think about the job Granado's done this year and forget about the team's record almost for a second, but mm-hmm. what he's got out of his players and where the, some of these guys were a year or two ago and where they are now, I mean, maybe that should be consideration for coach of the year type stuff. Like it, it's, I can't say enough good things about you. You, you just put, you connect the dots on, on the way that these guys are playing um, and, and the coaching change and um, it, it's all there. So Dolan's yeah. another one of those guys that's benefited. I, I man, I think that's an excellent point, Mike, uh, because you, you mentioned the word confidence with, with Darlene and yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of guys on this team, Skinner's another one. I mean, he was in the doghouse, healthy scratch, fourth line, um, just just brutal. And, you know, Granado, he shows up. I mean, he was here already. He was an assistant with Ralph Kruger um, and, you know, takes over. And, you know, it's we're going to attack. And I want guys to, you know, figure out how good they can be. And all, all this sort of stuff that sounds really good when the standings don't matter, right? Um, and I, I've wondered, and, and maybe we'll just be starting to find this out now, how much, if at all, some of that stuff changes when the stakes are, you know, what they usually are in pro sports, which is, you know, you got to win and you're supposed to go to the playoffs and compete for championships and all that stuff. Granado got to ease in here and just sort of reestablish the right vibe with these guys. And now, you know, they're, they're winning enough to be in a race He's just had the right touch. You know, I mentioned already the Thompson move to center. Yeah. Um, and how he talked about him. Mike, I don't know how much attention you paid to that move when it happened, 
But Granado on on our airwaves here explained it as though, well, he's so big and the walls were cutting him off. And so we thought maybe put him in the middle and he'll be able to use his reach in all directions and that might free him up. And I thought like, what kind of granola is this hippie coach eating? I cannot believe this explanation. And it was exactly right. Yeah, no, he, he nailed it. Um, so full credit, uh, obviously. And one of many you know great things that he's done, like there's a couple points to touch on from what you were mentioning there. Like the, the Jeff Skinner stuff to me was so interesting because, you know, he comes to Buffalo, he scores 40 goals, right, playing with Jack Eichel. And they sign him to this huge contract. And then the next year, they put him off of Eichel's line. And he's not scoring a lot or producing a lot. And then you're right, fourth line, healthy scratch, all that stuff. Um, Jeff Skinner can't drive a line. That, that's not the kind of player that he is. So I never really understood that one. Um, and now look where he is, playing with great players. He's a point-of-game guy. He's having a great time scoring goals. Jeff Skinner doesn't get so much better or worse year to year. I mean, his environment completely right. changed. So um, I, I, good for Don Granado for saying, hey, he's good. I'm going to put him with these good guys and watch them be good. Um, and, you know, then you talk about Buffalo, and, and yeah, you're right. We don't really know about uh, you know when it hits the road and things get tough and all that. Um, they're, they're in a playoff race now, which is great. Uh, latest numbers that we've been running here, I got, I've got them at about a little over 40% chance to get in, um, which isn't bad at all where they're at now, and that can change with a couple more wins. So um, the one thing about them that they haven't figured out that they're going to have to figure out if they want to be real serious about being a contender and beating top teams um, is not to have too many games like the one last night, although that was, you know, a lot of fun to watch. Um, but when you look at, at Buffalo, here's what's impressive about them offensively. So they lead the league in offensive zone puck possession time per game, uh, which is good. Um, they're also top three in, in producing chances off the rush. They're number one in scoring off the rush. So when you're controlling a game in the ozone, plus quick striking the way that they do, you're going to score a lot, and they have, and that's great defensively though they almost give it all right back they, they don't defend in their own end a lot but they rank bottom five in inner slot shots against um bottom 10 in a lot of key defensive areas so that's the part that's the next step mm-hmm. you know do we have to cut back a little of what we do trying to create offense to be better defensively and that's the um what's that stupid musical instrument i'm looking for uh accordion uh <laughs> that you're kind of trying to you're balancing it right Dallas has gone through this in recent years. Winnipeg, how, you know, how much can you scale the offense back to be better defensively without too much? Um, right now, Buffalo is high event both ways. It's a ton of fun. You want to be a playoff team? You want to you know, beat the best of the best? Um, that'll be the next step. Yeah, and they, they definitely don't have the goaltending at this point to support uh, that, that, that kind of high event hockey. That, that is the one thing. Like, I, I don't know what is exactly how active Kevin Adams will be. Um, a week from today or between now and a week from today when the trade deadline hits. But, boy, a, a game like last night, n- you know, nothing against poor Mike Comrie. He's, he's you know, he's had a, had a rocky year, never really been a number one, hasn't really gotten that opportunity here because of injury. And now it's a three-man crease. So, you know, last night's his first start in nine days, third game in a month. What kind of rhythm can you expect a guy to establish? But all the same, I still come away from last night's game more tempted to think about, is there a goalie out there somewhere that I can steal just to try to get me through the year and get this thing across the finish line? Because Lukanen's been kind of maybe their most reliable guy, 
Anderson's numbers are great, but they only want to play him like once a week yeah. because he's 41 <laughs> years old. I think we can all appreciate that. Um, so they, 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 they still I, – I think they could use an upgrade, but I'm just not sure if there's one available on the, on the trade market, you know? Yeah, no, it's a good point. And, and like, I wouldn't be sacrificing uh, big assets here to try to, you know, grab if there's even anyone out there to do that uh, in gold for this season. But, um, you know, Anti Rant is a guy you wonder with a bit of a crowded crease in, in Carolina. Um, Sam Montembeau is an interesting one to me in Montreal. I don't know what the Canadians' appetite would be to, to let him go. I know they really like him. Um, but he has been really, really good for them. Uh, and that's a team that gives up a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season and so you know can that help stabilize a guy like that maybe um that you wouldn't have to give up too too much for you wouldn't think right yeah sure probably um i say the future looks good right upl looks like uh you know he's, he's still working his way to being a, a guy but but should be could be um devin levi yeah um he's a guy that came from you know the same area that i live in here in montreal and a friend of mine coached him when he was younger and you know, said he told me this years ago. He's like, forget the size, man. This guy's legit. This guy's the yep. real deal. And uh, Canada, you know, he, he did well for them and, and is doing well in college. So won't help you this year, but. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I think they probably want to be careful about leaving, like leaving the pathway clear for him. But that's still, we're talking about a couple years out, you know. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're going to need something, I think, at some point. You know, do you know anything about Vamelka, the kid, the kid out, the kid, he's 26, I think, in Arizona. Yeah. Like, that's another guy on a bad team that I, I don't I, Like, I've read some things that are encouraging about him. I don't know if you could pry him loose. Do you have any thoughts on him at all? Yeah, no, I like him. Um, uh, a friend of mine does some work uh, out in that area with the goalies there, and um, I, I think he's a good goalie. Um, you always, when you're looking at teams that are not very good, um, you're trying to obviously get past things uh, like save percentage and goals against average that don't really take quality into account or isolate mm-hmm. that goaltending performance. Um, he's one of those guys that's that's shown that he's got you know pretty good numbers in that sense. So you, first pass, you can at least think, okay, you know, I know his traditional stats might not be great, but there, there could be something there. Um, I'm also a little bit careful too when it comes to guys that are getting you know 42, 45 shots and teams have already kind of won the game against them and they're just throwing pucks from wherever. Um, yeah. But you, you isolate that goaltending performance with the numbers that we have and, and you can you get a good idea at the very least. Enough that I would say, you know what, I think he's a good guy. I think you could platoon him on a, on a decent team and he'd be fine. I don't know that he could be a, a real number one. Um, but how many of those guys are there in the league, honestly? Like I was talking to someone at the network about this last time I was down there. We, there's five guys that I think you could say right now, like, yep, mm-hmm. I give him seven years and know he's a legit number one 55-game-a-year guy. Um, there's 32 teams. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So, (laughs) yeah, there's not there's not there's not a lot of depth there. Right. I mean, and we know the names. Right. One of one of them played last night and was awful. I mean, Vasilevsky might have had that was a burn-the-tape night for him uh, to beat in overtime by Ilya Labushkin. I mean, just incredible. Um, you know, so even Did the best Sabres guys... Did fans could... think that was a penalty? Did you guys throw a poll up today? Is, is that... Uh... I don't know if there was a poll. I thought... I thought I think both things can be true, Mike. I, I said this earlier. <laughs> I, I, I think Stamkos, to me, probably dove, but I can't believe the officials didn't buy it. Like, I, I, I thought for sure that was going to be a call. You can call uh, you can call a hook and an embellishment on the same play for sure. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm always careful with those ones, right? Because I don't know what that felt like. Did Stamkos feel the stick there and then decide, you know what, I don't have my mm-hmm. play anymore anyways. I'm going to go down. Um, maybe a, a, an NHL player would tell you, you know what, you'd never do that at, at that point in an overtime because there's no one back. You just can't. So maybe you did get hooked. Uh, or maybe you did exactly what you suggested. I don't know. When you watch it, certainly live from that camera angle, you're like, ooh. But then Labushkin gets going up the ice. I mean, he had to kind of pull away and, and separate a little bit. And, uh, you know, he got close enough to get a good shot off and scored. He did, yeah. I, I, we've been guessing at what Vasilevsky might have been thinking there. But it looked he's going to me gonna like dump it in the corner to... and change. He's yeah, tired. Like he... He's going to dump it in on a breakaway. <laughs> right, right. I, I also thought their scouting report, um, you know, going over shooters that he was going to face that night, they probably did not get to Labushkin. Um, no, you know, on the... I think the sample size of Labushkin breakaways in overtime would be very small. <laughs> All, right. All right, Mike, thanks a lot for the visit, man. I, I love the conversation, love the work um, on NHL Network, and look forward to doing this again sometime soon. Hey, my pleasure. Always great talking to you guys. I'll, I'll say the same thing I do every time. Uh, love Sabres fans, love Buffalo sports fans. You deserve a winner. I hope you get one soon. All right, man. Be well. Thanks for making the time for us today. Appreciate it a lot. There's Mike Kelly from NHL Network, one of the best in the business, in uh, in my opinion. If you haven't checked out his work, you should. Uh, good follow on Twitter as well. All right. Well, anything, anything, people? 803-0550. Sabres with a great night last night. We'll kind of reload that conversation and get rolling again on it. Love to hear from you. Uh, if you're kind of energized by this, the kind of game that can energize the fan base, 
Uh, they're in a race, another big game tonight. So uh, let's pour over all of it here. Matt Perino on the Bills coming up at 5, so we got a good chunk of time here to talk about the Sabres between now and then. And then Paul Hamilton at 6 with Sabres pregame for the Sabres and the Panthers from Sunrise, Florida. 803-0550 again is the number. Mike Shope has the day off today along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. It was weird. It was uh, weird in the sense I just you just felt he was going to score. It just this is too good to be true. This guy that does uh, loved by his teammates the way he is uh, brings so much positive energy and he's got a role and 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 the role the big part of his role was that penalty kill. That is Sabres head coach Don Granado talking about uh, last night's unlikely overtime shorthanded breakaway goal scoring hero <laughs> Ilya Labushkin with the uh, the winner in OT was what a moment i mean to have the calls go the way they went both you know against the sabers and then well everything was against them i mean the two two were justified one was a non call right you had the too many men just too many men it's pretty straightforward Bang. Penalty. Tie game. Ugh. Then Chernak elbows Oposo in the face. I mean, he, you know, he was the puck carrier. The puck was just about gone, but I, I wouldn't say it was late, but it was definitely high. It was an elbow right to the chin of Oposo. No call. What? That's a five-minute major and nothing. And then the Sabres get the, you know, the ultimate disgrace of, you know, it wasn't even shot out of the rink. It was batted out of midair by Yoki Haru. You get the delay a game penalty again. Straightforward call. That gets called. That's just how it goes. They even, you know, huddle up. Okay, what happened? Did he, yeah, yeah, penalty. So you've got, like, that is what had happened in the game by then. And now you're in overtime trying to kill that penalty. And Labushkin to some extent, got his stick on Stamkos. I, you know, I, I think he probably dove. Um, just talked about it with Mike Kelly. You know, it's hard to say. Um, you know, the, the, there'd be good reason for Stamkos not to dive. Anyway, I thought for sure that was going to be a, a, a penalty. I just the, the way the game had gone, you sort of felt like it was sort of stacked against the Sabers, and so oh, here's some more adversity instead. They let it go. Maybe that's a makeup call. Maybe they decided in the moment that that didn't meet the criteria for a penalty. Maybe they decided Stamkos dove, like I suspect. Anyway, off to the races goes Labushkin. And, yeah, we've talked about it already a couple of times. Vasilevsky there is what? I, I, I think I think the, the best guess, I mentioned Chad Dean Minnesis said this and, and a few other people on Twitter looking at it thought the same thing, that he is trying to give Labushkin the far side. So he's 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 really got where Labushkin ends up shooting the puck, looks completely covered, but as Labushkin's letting the shot go, Vasilevsky shifts to his right and creates the hole for Labushkin to bury the shot, and you get the win in overtime. Uh, just a very unlikely outcome at that point, uh, but a relief and... It's kind of an energizing sort of game uh, there. Despite the goal, the goaltending was sloppy. 
on on both sides. Obviously, Vasilevsky getting burned for six goals and, and giving up a winner like that to Ilya Labushkin is, you know, tough for a guy of his um, accomplishment in the league already. This poor Comrie ha- had a very rocky night, and I, I just, you know, I tweeted during the game, I just, I just, I don't think it's it. The, and again, like, I'm, I'm not necessarily telling you, like, these goals were weak and he should have had them. It's more how I'm watching him move around in the net. On the fifth goal, that's a power play goal, and you know, look, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be. The Tampa can really move the puck around. I just thought Comrie was sort of just late and sort of sloppy on every movement he made on that sequence that led to the goal. If you watch, they showed on the broadcast a like a view from you know that 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 camera from above the you know on the glass above the net. So you're really looking at Comrie and his movements as Tampa is working the puck around, and I just thought he was just kind of out of it the whole play. So that when I, when I say like I don't think he's it, like I'm kind of worried about him. It, it's it's that to me the fundamentals just were lacking. He just doesn't look like he was able to keep up last night, um, and that 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 is you know that could be big trouble. So you know we talked a little bit there with Mike Kelly about. A goaltender trade. I know I, I heard just the way my day shook out today. I heard a good chunk of uh, the morning show, and Jeremy and Sneaky Joe were talking about goaltender trade. And I know Jer was tweeting about it. And I've kind of been all over the road on, on this because, on one hand, I sort of think, well, you know, how, how much better am I really going to get? Like, what's available to me? Um, would I trust that it's going to be an upgrade? And then, like, what's it cost? And you know you can you can talk yourself out of it I think pretty quick, but boy a game like last night where the Sabers show the resilience they showed to keep answering the Tampa goals back and ultimately win the game like they did, um, has me back sort of thinking about goalie trades like is there is there a move to be made out there that makes sense and I I don't know that what I think there definitely isn't is. A no-brainer, yes, that guy is proven, it'll work for sure. Because, you know, guess what? Those guys aren't available, right? Um, listening, I, I mentioned this, Vamelka in Arizona, you know, his numbers are bad. He's on a terrible team. He faces a ton of shots. Um, but I think the fundamentals are there. The size is there. And... I think there are some people who know a thing or two about goaltending. I'll tell you, the guy projects to, to, to maybe be, you know, maybe be something in the league. I heard, um, again, Jaron Joe talking this morning about Corpusalo. He's had a terrible year, but he's someone who's had good, like, good moments in the league. He was kind of a star for Columbus the last time. Was that the bubble playoffs? I'm trying, I, I, I think um, maybe the play-in round and then the bubble playoffs he was really good in. Um Either way, he, he's had he's had moments, but it's been a while, and there's been you know, like hip injuries, and like, is that for sure an upgrade to what I've got? I, I I don't know at this point. It's somebody who's proven more in the league than either Comrie or Ukapakalukanen has. Um, you know, Anderson is sort of in his own category because I I can't really count on him to be like you know an every other night guy or play three out of four games i mean they're playing him once a week because he's 41 years old um it's kind of complicated and and that that sort of sort of lays into 
maybe a part of the Comrie problem. You know, I mentioned it talking to Mike. I, I think I did anyway, or if, if not then, I did earlier. You know, it's his first game in nine days. It's his third game in almost a month. What kind of groove do you expect a guy to get into, like to be fair? You know, everything I'm describing that I didn't like about his game last night, you know, that sort of some of the technical aspects of his game that he was kind of laid on or just sort of sloppy on, maybe that's from just not playing a lot of games, you know? Like, so I know, like, some people will be kind of hard-ass about it, like, well, you got to perform when your name is called. Well, sure, but and that position is so technical, and I think it, 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 I think it's very challenging to ask a guy to play once every nine days or three times in a month, if that's not almost exactly the same thing extrapolated. Um, so I recognize Comrie's kind of in tough, and Anderson kind of gets in the way because his numbers are good, so you want to use them when you can, but you can't use them that often. And so what are you left with? You know, and you've got a kid who's struggled some, certainly recently, in Lukanen. So what are you left with? Like, do you want to make a move? I don't know about, you know, a clear path to an upgrade seems hard to find, but would it be worth taking a shot on this Arizona kid or Corpusalo? Um, you know, because the, the, that, that's the kind of, that's the guy you're, you're going to be able to trade for, you know? Zach, I, I've gotten, since this has been sort of a, a topic in the last, you know, the last day or so, or even before this, thinking about goalies, I've gotten the odd mention on Twitter that brings up Saros in Nashville because, what, they're bottoming out and maybe they're going to sell. But, man, I don't think even if they're bottoming out and they're selling off other stuff that a 27-year-old goalie with a $5 million a year contract for two more years after this is something that they'd be looking to part with. And even if they were – that's a premium price tag. Yeah, you're. That's the kind of trade. It's not. It actually could be in the same category as like a Meyer or a Chikrin, where all of a sudden you are selling off one of your better, if not your best prospect. You might have to give up a guy like Devin Levi as well. I like. I think if if you're really going to do that, you're going to get a goalie in his prime, still has some some meat left on that contract. I. I will say I'm not against the Sabres not doing a thing at the deadline. I, I've come to terms with that. I think I'm, I'm okay with it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Goalie, to me, though, feels like maybe the position most in need of it because you're likely going in with the same rotation, maybe minus Anderson, next year. And it's probably going to still be just as shaky as it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe UPL's a bit better. Maybe Comrie, now that he's going to get maybe a, a regular rotation, is a bit better. But UPL has been struggling and fighting just to get to about 900 save percentage. Comrie can't even do that. And it's you see a very talented team. And that was kind of the move with Comrie, though, was to kind of be Mm -hmm. that analytical darling that, ooh, there's the diamond in the rough. Maybe it's not a bad idea to try swinging just to see if maybe you can get another one. This kid from Arizona, he's young as well, so there's not this fear of, like, it's a true rental of like an Anderson where it's like he might be here for like a year and you can't yeah. play him a ton, which that's the biggest issue is Anderson. Yes, his numbers look great, but if you played him a ton, his numbers probably are lower than UPL's likely just because of age and, and wear and tear on him. Right. What what you're looking to do, I think, and, and I, I, I think Kevin Adams should be looking to do, Zach, over the, over the next, well, over the next week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Over the summer and into next year is to find the guy that is the bridge to Levi. Um, you know, to me, I, I, I don't even know if I want to even make any kind of a point at, further than I already have about Saros because I, I just think it is so pie in the sky, unrealistic. That's swinging um, for the fences, and I and, respect that, but that's that's aggressive. Yeah. Like if you if you think your team is that guy away from cup contention, then maybe that's different. And I just don't think we're there yet. You know, like there, there's just a lot. There's a lot that still needs to be buttoned up. Goaltending might be the most glaring need, but I don't think making that kind of a deal, if it were even available, it makes you into a Stanley Cup contender. So the price you'd have to pay trading Levi sort of. I don't want to say it defeats the purpose of getting Saros, but one of the most appealing things about him is that it would be the perfect bridge to Levi. From a from a time wise standpoint and from a quality standpoint, I mean it's just one of the best goalies in the league. Period. I mean he was a Vezina finalist last year. He's he's having another very good year on a team that's kind of stuck in the mud, but he's still excellent. But it you know the price I just think would be, it just wouldn't make sense right now where they are. So you know. Is it worth it to try Vimelka, the Arizona kid, or Corpusalo, or there maybe there's other comparables to those guys? Um, in the case of Corpusalo, you're hoping he's someone who can kind of reclaim what he had, you know, two or three years ago. In the case of the, the guy in Arizona, Vimelka, it's more like speculative. You know, can he can he play at a higher level on a better team? Um, not that the Sabres are much tighter defensively than Arizona is, so I mean, it might be a lot of the same. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn, but last night is watching Comrie, seeing Lukanen the last little stretch here, knowing what Anderson is, it, it's almost impossible to deny the need that's there. And I think it extends beyond just this season I just don't know if the move is there to be made. There's a reason they ended up on Comrie last offseason because the guys that were available to me, and I think that's kind of been, it's been proven out through the season, weren't worth it. Like Jack Campbell, I, you know, Kemper. I, 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 it, it, I, is that working for Washington? You know? Well, uh, yeah, like that's the thing. Like no one out there is like really blowing anyone away. Campbell's I mean, gotten outplayed by Stuart Skinner. Yeah. Who the hell was Stuart Skinner before like, this season started? So um, yeah, I think they did the right thing not diving into that last summer. Um, but you, you still, I think, are sitting in a situation where it's going to be almost glaring that they need to do something else. Um, 
you know, whether they make it this year or not, I suppose if they make it this year, maybe it's because Lukanen stabilizes and establishes himself. Or, you know, Comrie somehow puts a puts a run together and you start to think, okay, well, like maybe we can we can just work with this. That might be the best case scenario, and I don't know, given what we've seen this year, how likely it is. I just feel like we're gonna be where we've been, which is we need a guy. We need an upgrade. And I think it's just it's just hard to find. You know, the guys that can play are locked down by teams. The guys that you can get are sort of, well, maybe he can return to form. Like, that's the best you can do, I think, uh, on the market. 803-0550 is the number. We'll take a break. Look at the time. What happened? Zach, why don't you tell me what time it is? I, I need help. I'm not I'm not staring at a clock. I, I'm kidding. It's not your fault. Uh, Mike is off today, along with Zach Jones. I'm the Bulldog. We'll take a time out here. Be back for more after this on WG. Cool to have you hanging with us this afternoon. I am the Bulldog. Mike Chopez, the day off. Uh, Zach Jones along as well. We've got Matt Perino from New York Upstate and Syracuse.com. Uh, shout podcast on the way in just a few minutes. Uh, reminded, uh, thank you, Twitter, for reminding me that Nashville does indeed have a young rock star up-and-coming goalie in the form of Askarov, who I believe was an AHL All-Star. I say that because I'm pretty sure I saw a highlight of him from uh, either a shootout competition during the All-Star festivities or even during the game itself in a shootout uh make a save and then pull the net down on top of himself and use it like a bench press like like look did, did you catch this now i'm remembering who this is because i saw that and went i love that kid yeah that's him uh so like he's coming um i still this is this is in response to uh the the soros conversation we were having that i'm i'm like trying to not Lend credence to because I just don't think it's realistic. But yet here I am talking about it again. Five million dollars a year for two more seasons is the contract. And yes, they've got an all-star at the AHL level coming. I still don't think that that puts them in a position to sell off one of the best goalies in the league um, on a very reasonable contract. You know, if he were making Carey Price money or something. Maybe I could see Nashville wanting to free up some room and get out from under that. They've got other cap problems and contracts that they simply cannot get rid of. So maybe nothing should be off the table thinking about them, but I feel like a goalie in his prime signed for two more years at $5 million a year, who was a Vezina finalist last year, probably should be off the table. I just can't imagine them moving him, even if, you know, the, the point the the – person tweeting at me was making is because zach you mentioned you know maybe levi has to go the other way if you were to ever ponder a sorrows trade this this guy's point on twitter is they've got a levi which you know is right they've got an ahl all-star he's already you know ahead of where levi uh, is who's still playing college um but regardless i i think the price would be massive if they would even want to do it and i just as perfect as the timeline would be I just don't think you give up the kind of assets it would take to acquire that player and unless you're ready to go, really go, win the Cup. And this team is fun, and they're tracking in, in a very positive direction, and I hope they make the playoffs. But I don't think they're UC Saros away from being a Cup contender. And 
you almost would have to be to pay the price to get him. And the price, to me, is extremely high, in part because of the contract. Again, if he had the carry Price contract, and you know, just like this giant boat anchor of a contract, then that could drag the price down. But I think the contract being so reasonable makes it you know, just – I think the cost would be way too high. So that's where I'm at on that. I mean, that's that's the name. That's an established great player at the position, not a speculative hope and a prayer like the other guys we've talked about here, Vamelka, Corpusalo. But I just don't think it's attainable. And even if it were, I just think the price is way probably too high. We'll take a timeout here. Matt Perino on the Bills coming up right after this. Mike Schoep's away today along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog. Thanks for listening to WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.